What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Mike Audi, who's the founder of Tiki. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on, and I'm looking forward to learning more about Tiki. And that's very, it's a very fun company name to say, Tiki. But other than saying it out loud, what is Tiki? What are you working on? Well, we started Tiki um, on one really foundational problem in the world that we as people um, really have no effect to say over what happens to our data, right? You know, we go about our lives and we're just creating massive amounts of data, which companies are using really to manipulate us, exploit us, extract money from us to their gains, right? Like this is not news to anybody. Everybody listening is probably like, yeah, dude, that's just what the internet is like. Well, uh, that's a problem. It's a problem that's at the crux of a lot of the issues that we face in society and are going to continue to face going forward, right? Um, data is the digital currency of the future, right? Um, the next 100 years are going to be shaped by who has data and who does not have data. Um, and if all of that data is in the hands of a few people, uh, we're all kind of a little bit screwed. And so we started Katiki on that really simple concept that we could flip the whole system on its head. What if we built a world where people had choice, real choice that they could exercise their ownership rights over their data, where data belonged to people. In a very simple way, you could swipe right, swipe left, like you're on Tinder and choose which companies could have your data, which companies can't have your data, what they can do with your data, what they can't do with your data. If you want to sell your data, you deserve to get paid for it, right? It's just like you own your car, you decide who drives your car. If you sell your car, you get paid for it. If you loan your car out, you get money for it, right? Same basic rights of ownership, but applied to data. And so that's what we've been up to. We started the company in uh, really January of this year. Um, we formed it in December. We announced the idea, just the idea on the internet um, in January. And it kind of took off a bit like wildfire. I mean, we crossed 125,000 users in five months. And we started a crowdfunding campaign to raise some money because we wanted to raise money from users, not from traditional investors to fund this thing. Um, and so, yeah, it's been quite the whirlwind, but it's all about putting the power back in people's hands. So I guess my next question is, how do you put the power back in people's hands? I mean, you said you, you have quite, quite a few users. What product are they using? And can you kind of walk me through what someone experiences when they, when they use Tiki? Sure. Um, so the app is in a closed beta, so you have to sign up for our waitlist currently. And the waitlist is very long and continues to grow, unfortunately. Trying to build as fast as we can. Um, we actually wanted to start the company 
differently, right? The whole idea was if you want to build something for people, you want to get the people involved early on. You have to build something that is truly transparent so people know what you're doing, why they're doing it, right? These are tenants that are different than how traditional companies operate. And so we actually allowed people to sign up for the beta before we even started building product, right? The whole idea you hear building in public, we took that to the nth degree, right? All our code is open source. We tell people who our investors are, we show people everything we're doing, our designs, our schematic, everything is public um, to our users. And so they're really co-developers in that effect too with our company. And so people have been participating for the last several months as we're building out the mobile app. And the way it works is really simple. You install the Tiki app and you can link your accounts, whether it be your Google account, your Facebook account, Twitter, Netflix, YouTube, it doesn't matter, right? Your digital accounts all over the internet. You can link them to Tiki. And we use companies' public APIs to let you do three things. You can see what data these companies are collecting on you because you have legal rights to see your data, to get your data, to update your data, to delete your data. These are tenants of CCPA and GDPR and all these other laws. So you link your accounts and you can see what data companies are collecting on you. We show you a nice, simple decision-making cards. Like, do you want this company to use your data? They're doing this with it. Do you want to turn off facial recognition tracking in Facebook? Swipe left. Here's what Facebook uses it for. Here's what they do. The whole idea is present the information not in 40-page legal policies and privacy policies and terms of service, but show them in simple Tinder-style cards with graphics and animations and GIFs and show people like, here's what's going on. And do you want it or not? Because it's really that easy. We could all make choices. We just need the information presented in a way that's understandable, not in jargon. Um, so that's what, so that's the crux of the experience is swipe left or swipe right. And the third piece is your data is worth a lot of money, right? You can't just go around and be like, we're going to stop all businesses from having data, right? Like that's not going to work, right? We saw P&G publicly announced that they invested $100 million in China to build workarounds for the Apple's ATT changes, right? Like, so it's not like they're going to just be like, oh yeah, sorry guys, you know, we care about your privacy, we give up on data. So you need to build a marketplace which allows businesses to buy data, but buy it anonymously and safely, protecting both the holder of the data, i.e. the buyer and the person selling it. And so by being able to make choices around which companies can have your data, it opens up a huge marketplace of wealth of information. And we do all of this 100% anonymously. All of your data lives on your phone. So that way we never have any of your data. When you do sell your data, we anonymize it at the edge on your phone. And then we provide that to the businesses. And we use a very cool new type of NFT that we created to allow it. So we basically NFT your data. Um, and then we build a marketplace which allows you to license those NFTs to businesses um, where they can then access your data all anonymously, protecting them as well. It's one of the cool things we learned was, believe it or not, businesses, they don't like sitting on all of this information that they can be hacked and get it full, right? Like, so if you actually make that safe and secure for them, you know, it's a big win. So it's a little bit of what we do. Yeah, it's fascinating. Like, I'm curious, since you, since you got started um, just in the last year, like, what do you spend your time on as you're working on this? Like, I feel like there's a million things you, you could do. So what do you prioritize when you wake up and start, start working on Tiki? Yeah. So when we started, the priority was on explaining it to people and getting user feedback. Um, now, most tech companies, you start by, you start writing some code, then you raise some money, and then you go to market, right? That's the traditional path. Um, but we think of Tiki more as, a revolution or an idea than a product um, because it works if you get people to care about it, right? Um, and the old joke was when I first started talking to people about it, they're like, yeah, I'm like, that's great. I believe you can build it, but you can even get a thousand people to install your app, right? Like in my last business, we spent 
I don't know, years, seven years, eight years to get to 100,000 users, right? It's hard to get people to pay attention to the app. It costs millions of dollars to get there. And so we did it the exact opposite with zero budget on our own, all organic growth, just work with some TikTok influencers of all things. Um, we scraped and clawed our way to 100,000 uh, user waitlist in five months. So the focus initially was on messaging, users, marketing, really guerrilla marketing, organic marketing, content marketing. Um, and so now that the waitlist is so big, you can't just be like, well, let's get it to a million users. Now we have to build something. So I've been, I've been focused since then on building things. My background is in engineering um, for the last decade. I've been building, you know, huge data systems for major companies like Fortune 500 companies in terms of how do you take billions of data points and turn that into insights that you can act on in real time. Um, so that's my background. That's what we've been building. So we've been building the system for the last, I don't know, three, four months, really, um, really, really building it. And I guess one question that I don't usually ask, but I am curious, um, what was it like working with TikTok influencers? Was that, was that easy? Was it an interesting experience? Was it hard? Like, do you mind sharing this, a little bit of your experience there? Yeah, it was different. Um, it was, and it was great. They're actually exceptionally nice and very knowledgeable. Um, we didn't know, you know, and this is a, a this is a foundation. This is something I've always believed. But you don't really, you know where you want to go, but you don't know how to quite get there. The best thing you can do, and they use this word that I fucking hate called growth hacking. Um, but the idea is you just try a bunch of things and you see what works and what doesn't work. And then you stop all the things that don't work and you double down on those that worked. And so we tried like 15 different things to get the message out. And one of them was we worked with a TikToker. Um, it was in our space, right? He's a He's a software engineer. He makes TikToks about coding, right? And so we did, I think, like we paid him like 300 bucks, nothing to do a video. And it did like tens of thousands of views and hundreds of signups instantly. And we're like, all right, well, let's do more of that, right? And so the trick became actually, how do you find them? Because they're like, how do you find them? How do you get in touch with them? How do you engage them? Some of them have lawyers. Some of them don't have lawyers. Some of them have never done a deal before. And so it, we were into a whole new world of influencer marketing and there's all these platforms to identify them. We found that those did not work great. Um, the best thing we could do was we just looked up hashtags, found people whose content we liked and just sent them a message, like a personalized message, like, hey, we like that you're doing this. Here's our idea. Would you talk to us for 15 minutes about it? And then, you know, you get to work selling them. If you sell them on the idea and whether they should believe, they then go and sell their audience. So yeah, it was good. They were very nice. We did some crazy ones. We did one with like a 14 year old kid. We did one with some like old people that are like, you know, in their fifties, like we did, we tried everything, <laughs> but yeah, there ended up being a sweet spot right in the middle. And, you know, if you, if you look out into the future, five, 10, 15 years, a, a thousand TikTok campaigns later and, and, and beyond, um, what do you see as the big vision here or what direction you're rowing in every day as you build out Tiki? Well, the goal is that people own their data. People are in charge of what happens to their data. And so right now, our goal is to build as many integrations and as many control and monetization features as possible into the app, right? As fast as possible, go as broad as possible, right? This is not a, Tiki is not a play where it's like one little piece of data that we get absolutely perfect to sell to a couple of companies. This is, we believe that people deserve the ethical right to their data and that everywhere in the world, you should have ownership of it. It's why we built our technology at a fundamentally decentralized level. It works everywhere in the world. 
it doesn't, it's all 100% anonymous. So you can't stop it. Just like you can't stop encrypted messaging because you don't know who it is. So this, we believe this is just a right of being on the internet is it's your data. You deserve the rights to actually exercise that ownership. So you better, better well know who has it, how they're using it. And if they're making money off of it, why aren't you, right? And so those basic rights are what we're bringing to users. And the goal is to get as many people as possible. Our next goal is to hit 1 million users by the uh, end of next summer. Um, I believe we should be able to do that. No problem, right? That's kind of the next big train. But yeah, I would love to see hundreds of millions of people in charge of their data on the internet. I think it will fundamentally shape how businesses interact with people. Um, I think it'll solve a lot of the targeting and creepiness issues, right? Um, one of the cool things that we've done is we've built a whole system where you can extract all the same valuable insights that you normally would want with identified data, except all our data is anonymous. Um, so we built a whole way of anonymizing data at the edge and allowing business to extract the, inciting, the insights and the targeting and all of this stuff that they really desperately need to run their business without ever needing to know who. In order to make that happen, uh, you'll need some help, right? I mean, it takes a village to make a startup work and scale to reach their vision. So my question for you is, how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money, looking for customers, users, beta testers? How can we assist? All of the above. Um, we'd love to have all of you get involved in any way that you can. We're raising money currently on startengine.com slash Tiki. So you can invest in the company. You don't have to be an accredited investor. You can invest as low as 250 bucks. That was the whole reason for doing it. We wanted people who believed in our product to be able to actually get some ownership in the company. So that's why we did it. It was a pain. It was hard. Um, if you ever want to learn how to launch a SEC backed reg CF company, let me know. Um, I can talk to you about that. It was hard, but we did that. So that's up and running. So you can invest in the company. Um, sign up for our wait list. Um, get involved in our Discord, Telegram, or Signal communities. That's where we publish all of the things we're doing and let us know. And if you're a business who uses data or wants data, we're launching some very exciting stuff coming on that front. And we're looking for early collaborators. So if you're in that space, please reach out. I've got some very exciting stuff I can share with you that's not on a, pop, on a podcast in public. <laughs> And if someone wanted to learn more or kind of check this out um, in more detail, where can they find you? Do you have a website, social media, email, you know, campaign? How can someone find you online? MyTiki.com. M-Y-T-I-K-I.com. So, yeah, that's it. Go there. All our socials at the bottom. All my contact information. You can find all of us. We're happy to talk to you anytime you want. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Pleasure being here.